I'm Val Pancakes, and joining me tonight on The Stack, I have Mike Roch Woods. He's best known for being the owner-operator, promoter, head guy of Interspecies Wrestling. So please join me in welcoming Mr. Roch. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How you Thank doing? you. I'm great. How are you? Good. Can't complain. Been looking forward to this. It's dark in here. I have no skin pigment. It's fucking weird, but let's go. Well, to be to be fair, you're in Canada and you haven't been able to go outside. So well, no, actually, we can go outside now. Um, I spent some time downtown when I got my second vaccination a few weeks ago. Hell I was yeah. people watching, and I cannot believe how many of these motherfuckers weren't wearing masks. But it was cool nonetheless. I mean, I, I, I'm. I'm I'm glad the fucking apocalypse is almost over. Yeah, let's hope it continues on this path of, like, not returning. Because yeah. I really, really don't need it fucking up my plans anymore. Right, I would like to leave this fucking frozen wasteland. It's cold as fuck here today. Like, I woke up and I was cold as hell. It was crazy. It's crazy. I'm wearing pants. Cold pants? It's the summer. That's crazy. Who the hell wears pants in the summer? I'm wearing a hoodie. Look, there's sleeves. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I had a hoodie on today, but that's because my AC was blasting pretty hard. I turned mine off in the middle of the night. It was so cold. Like, it's crazy. What the hell's going on, Canada? 
pull it together. Right. <laughs> so, um, just so excited to have you on. I talk with you like all the time on your Twitch and um, we go back and forth on Twitter and we hang out in spaces. We're apocalypse buddies. We really are. And yeah. this is like my first time actually like speaking with you. So I was very excited right. to have you yeah. on. Me too. <laughs> so what was a young Mike Rotch like? Oh, um, I like to think that I'm still young for one. Um, <laughs> like when we have this show on October 23rd, it's four days after I turn 40, which is fucking crazy because this does not look 40 and I'm cool about that. I'm cool with that. Um, but like, what was the young me like? Honestly, the same. I never grew up. I never <laughs> plan on growing up. I do grown up things occasionally, but me as a kid, like I was creative, you know, like uh, on my report card and like the first, second and third grades, the teachers, they're not even, they weren't in cahoots or anything, but they all wrote that I was a space cadet, like three grades in a row. I probably had undiagnosed ADD or some shit. It was the 80s. Nobody fucked with that stuff. Um, but yeah, like I was creative as hell. Like I was always like drawing. I was always uh, um, imagining things. Like like I would I would I would reenact movies with my cousins and shit. Like I was super creative. That's that's just who I was. A little creative fucking nutcase with a head that was way too big for his body. So it's a good thing I got fat because otherwise. I probably would have been super top heavy. And if I stood next to like a fucking swimming pool or something, I would have went, boop, fell in, sunk to the bottom and died. So I'm here. And yeah. Well, I'm glad that that didn't occur. I'm glad that you lived to the ripe old age of nearly 40 Fuck at this yeah. point. Uh, yeah. And now I know why we probably get along so well, because that was a frequent comment on my report cards. Oh, you were also a space cadet? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yes, I was definitely a space cadet. I was also, like, I was, like, I was like, like a kind of bright child as well. Like, in the first grade, I was the first one to learn how to read, and I pretended I couldn't just because I didn't want to make anybody feel bad. Like, Aww. that was a legitimate thing. Um other than that, like, little kid me is the same as big kid me, you know? Like, back then, I just plopped myself down on the floor with, like, a bowl of chips or something and played Mario. Now it's just, like, sitting at my computer with, like, a fucking bubble tea, and I play Call of Duty with my friends till, like, five in the morning and then hate my life. <laughs> so, you're a fan of the bubble tea. Hell yeah. I haven't ever had it, but it's really not something I want to have. I feel like if I had a gimmick, my name would be Mr. T, but T-E-A. And my finishing move would be to teabag somebody. <laughs> and I'm from Canada, where it's always cold, so it's iced tea. So I'm hitting you with the iced tea bag. That's as far as I'm going with this. Is that, is like, so is that something you've thought about before or was that just like on the spot right now? Right now. You are creative. I'm a nutcase. So how did you decide to create your own wrestling company? Um, 
it was a joke that went too far. Like um, everything I do. Um, basically, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a wrestler, but there was no wrestling schools in my area. And uh, so we just backyarded and did really dumb stuff in the backyard. And then by the time there was a wrestling school, most of us were just too, like we thought we were too old. We were like 20. And so um, uh, I, I tried to train to become a wrestler, but I smacked my head really hard and got a concussion and threw up. And I was just like, I'm never doing this shit again. But then, I, but I decided that I still wanted to stay around and help the promotion. So I took on like as many jobs as I could. I did video work. I did um, the music for shows. I ran a video wall, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole time I just kind of like sat under every learning tree I could and just learned from like promoters. And like my main mentor back then was a guy named Gino Burrito, who is like, he's like a fucking legend in Canada wrestling wise. I mean, he became, he was a wrestler who was like a, also a huge promoter. He was the first person to bring over like, he brought over like Kawada and shit from all Japan when they were young boys and they wrestled in Canada. Um, I think Abdullah the Butcher debuted under him as well. And um, anyway, he, I started working for him and he was cool as shit and he taught me a lot of things. And I taught him some things. I taught him what this means. And then um, he was just like, oh yeah, this one goes into brown. It's like, yeah, okay. Um, uh, so yeah, I just sat under his learning tree and then one day I joked with my friends and I was, I was like, we made up this like really weird wrestling card with like guys wrestling goats and shit. Like, like a guy wrestling a goat in a ladder match. And then uh, we just like started thinking like, what if we could actually do this? And then I started making up like real gimmicks we could use instead of fucking performing animal abuse. And that's how Interspecies Wrestling was born. It was, a just, it was just a joke that went too far. Like, um, I could tell you one match from that those plans that never happened. And honestly, someone can steal this idea and probably do it today. So back, I think somebody just died. Um, back in like the early 2000s, scramble matches were all the rage where they would get four teams. It would be like a four team elimination match and they would just be bodies flying everywhere. And we came up with, not we, me, we, if I say we, it's because I've got multiple personalities or some shit. But um, one of them is Mr. T, who teabags people when he's cold as ice. Um, I decided that I wanted to do a scramble match uh, in which there was four teams and it was elimination format. But it was called the scrambled eggs match. And every team had a carton of eggs in their corner. And if your eggs got smashed, you were eliminated. So you had to protect your eggs, but however, the finish was going to be that a heel team would win and then the referee would open their eggs and discover that their eggs were hard boiled. Yeah. It's very elaborate. Yeah, that's me. I'm crazy. <laughs> I appreciate it though. So like, I became familiar with Interspecies Media Weekend of 2019 with your show then, um, Boner Jam? Boner Jam 4? Was it Boner Jam? Boner Jam 4 Balls I, Out. 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was four. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm relatively new, but I have gone back through because there's a lot of stuff on IWTV. Um, and watched some of the older shows and other than being the premier Lego deathmatch company, um, there are some notable names that have come through the ISW doors. Yeah. How has like, how has it been seeing people that you booked in like goofy matches? Mm -hmm move on to like major companies <laughs> um well them moving on had nothing to do with us because if you ask them about us they'll act like they never worked for us for the most part yes they're big time in you oh you have no idea i've, I've had people ask me to take their footage off the internet um shit like that yeah um, I mean, there are some good people. I mean, Everrise, still cool as fuck. Um, Drew Gulak, still cool as fuck. Um, Uno, still cool as fuck. Um, the rest just don't talk to you anymore. But it's cool to see them doing their thing. I'm a little bitter, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to be so sad. <laughs> no, it's okay. It doesn't have to be sad. So, um... Lego death matches, hence right. the event coming brightly up. Brightly colored on... blog death matches. Yes, plastic, brightly colored block matches. You're not using the name to promote anything right now, so you're good. You're, you're okay. So, um, upcoming event, October 23rd, and that's at the H2O Wrestling Center. I didn't know what they called it, but yeah, yeah. it was like H2O Playground. <laughs> H2O Wrestling Center. And... H2O Playground? No, Place. Oh, I heard Playground. That's a cooler name. <laughs> the, H2O, the H2O Wrestling Center in somewhere in New Jersey. Williamstown, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I should have I got I you. written that down. Thank you. you. <laughs> so, October 23rd, um, you've been raising money via the dumbest Kickstarter. Dumbest Kickstarter. And it really dumbest. But you know what? There's probably dumber ones. Did some guy raise like a fucking million dollars for a potato salad recipe once or some shit? Yeah. Like I think we 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 he should have had dumbestkickstarter.com. It shouldn't have been available when we tried to register it. But he's he's dumb and rich, so <laughs> fuck that guy. I'm dumb and poor. Womp womp. <laughs> so, do you know where you're at as far as your block count currently? Block count. Um, I mean, we have to be close to like two hundred fifty thousand. I haven't I haven't tallied them up in about a month, but we just got more as well. So, and some guy messaged me the other day. He's like, I have like a few tubs of of bricks I'm never going to use again. Can I send them to you? I'm like. I'm not saying no. Like, let's go. My my wife might hate me because it's they're taking up way too much space. But like, I mean, like I've got I've got blocks taking up space at 
three different houses right now. Like our place in Connecticut, right here, and my friend Mike's garage is full of like stacks upon stacks of boxes of blocks. It's insane. Like I'm kind of glad. Like I we're we're definitely not gonna hit him. Like that's that's my take right now because there's no way all the knockoff blocks went up in price. Uh, people people joke around that it might be because of us, but I mean. We sold Amazon out of certain brands that they had there. Like Lucky Doug, he's lucky now because he's fucking rich. Like, um, but uh, like the prices went up big time. Like blocks that were once you know fifteen dollars for fifteen hundred pieces are now at forty bucks. It's insane. I can't expect people to be like, oh, I'm gonna send you two or three boxes of blocks and spend like one hundred and twenty bucks. That's that's nuts. Like. Like, I would stop you from doing that if you tried to. You know what I mean? I'd be like, don't do it. Don't fucking do it. No. But, I'm glad uh, I sent you blocks early. <laughs> when they were cheap. And I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think, we'll, I think we're going to end up being the, the quarter million block match. And even then, who is ever going to beat that? Who? And if they do, we'll just fucking beat it again. Like... But, I mean, in wrestling, all numbers are exaggerated. You know, there was not 93,000 people in the Pontiac Silverdome. There was not. No. <laughs> Chris Benoit was not 5'10", or whatever the fuck they said he was. No. <laughs> no. Like, so, my, my whole thing was, it doesn't matter if I get a million or not. I'm going to say I have a million. And if I get a million, I'm going to say I have two. Because are you going to get in the ring and count them? I sure as fuck are not gonna do that. Am not, are not gonna, whatever, yeah, English. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to count your blocks. Right. We don't need to count our damn blocks. It's gonna be crazy. There's gonna be so much random shit. Like, there are people who are, are building things and then they're gonna mail them to me. Like, build. Oof. Like, uh, I'll say it now. So, like, in 2011, we did our first ever block match in the U.S., and the main weapon that got used in that match was a big uh, building block Winnie the Pooh head. Somebody built, like, a Winnie the Pooh bus, and that same person is building another one for this match Aww. because it's the 10th anniversary of us doing Lego for the first time in the U.S., like 2011, 2021. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna celebrate it with another Winnie the Pooh head getting smashed on somebody's face. That's gotta be solid too. Like that'll hurt. It's pretty solid. Okay, so there's a story behind it though. Ooh. Um, this same person once brought, once took a Winnie the Pooh pinata, and like shellacked it so it was like uh, you put like all, like like clear coat all over it so it was really strong and like like waterproof, and then he filled it with cottage cheese. And he brought it to Tournament of Death, and it got used in a DJ Hyde match. And DJ Hyde got hit in the head with it, hit in the head with it, and he got knocked out by a Winnie the Pooh head that was, like, filled to the brim with cottage cheese. So, after that was our show, and he decided to carry on the Winnie the Pooh tradition by making a Winnie the Pooh head out of Lego. Which uh, Addy then smashed on somebody's face. 
that's very interesting. Insane. It's it's an insane it's an insane waste of like resources and time. Like like when it comes to Lego, honestly, as a toy, I fucking hate this stuff. I really do. I mean, any toy that is comprised of little tiny pieces where you're definitely gonna lose some, so you're never gonna finish putting your shit together. Fuck it. I don't wanna do that. It's too time consuming. When I was a kid, like I said, you plot me in front of the TV with a little Nintendo controller in my hand. That's my day. I don't need Lego. I don't need any of that shit. Um, like, from time to time, I will, would build things out of Lego, but I was never the, the kid that you could be like, oh, hey, here's, you know, a Millennium Falcon to build. I'd be like, let somebody else do it. You know? How do you feel about jigsaw puzzles? I used to love them because I did them with my grandmother. So. Oh. Okay, because see, like, I have the same feelings towards Legos, like, I can't, like, and, and like, me, it, also, I'm dumb, and so, right. like, I don't have, like, the prowess to, like, know, like, this piece, like, in theory, it sounds fine, this piece goes to this piece, and we build, but I'm, like, I'm just gonna build a tower, that's, that's the extent of my, of my yeah. building capabilities. Like, like, as a toy, I don't get any joy out of Lego, like, never did, never will, except for when people are getting slammed on it, which is the coolest thing ever. And clearly other people enjoy it as well because, I mean, we're funded. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, people want to see this thing happen. So when was the first brightly colored block match that you guys did? So, and how did you decide to do one? <laughs> okay, so the first time we ever used the blocks was pre-ISW. We did it when we were backyard wrestlers because I had younger siblings and they had Lego blocks and I stepped on them and it hurt. And I was like, hmm, maybe I want to slam, you know, my friend Matt on these things. And, you know, we did things like that. And, um, but the first time we ever used them in a pro wrestling setting was in 2006. We, uh, we ended a match with them. It was like, okay, so this match was a terrorist cow named Muhammad taking on a fast food employee named Flip D. Burger. Yeah, that was a blood feud. Well, I mean... Muhammad flew here from his home in Saudi Arabia, by the way, to fight Flip because Flip... Is, I'm a fucking idiot. Anyway, um, so the, <laughs> match, <laughs> the match had weapons in each corner that were in paper McDonald's bags. And the last bump was going to be on the blocks. And they picked up the, the bag and they shook it. And people were like, oh, thumbtacks, thumbtacks. And it's like, mm. and then I got jumped out and the crowd went crazy. All fucking 40 people that were there. And um, it was a big power bomb on them. And, and, and the rest was history. Like, we just... Anytime we did a big feud or like a like a big match, it always had the blocks in it. So there is quite the cast of characters in in IS Dub. Mm-hmm. How <laughs> like how did some of these come about and are they like IS Dub only characters? No. For some of them? Um okay, so a lot of the characters just 
just happen. Like I'll just be like doodling on a piece of paper and then that's that. You know, that's the character. Um, some of the guys came up with their own, which is cool. Like that saves me work. Um, but a lot of them just came from my fucking crazy head. Because I, I always said that when you buy a ticket to an IFW show, you're basically spending two and a half to three hours in here. Like, it's wrestling for people who don't like wrestling. It's like, you come in, you're going to see some crazy shit. You're basically paying to spend, you know, two and a half to three hours inside my stupid head. And then you leave, and you're just like, I don't even know what the fuck that was, but I'm coming back again. But uh, character-wise, yeah, like, none of our characters are exclusive. They can work wherever the hell they want. Um, except for, like, if promotion's shady, like... You know, there are promotions out there that you don't want to associate with. Like, the ones that do shady shit, like, I don't know, associate with the KKK, IWAD stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, they can work wherever they want. So what, are, what have been some of your favorite characters throughout ISW? Um, we had a... Uh, we had a... Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, Muhammad the terrorist cow, of course. Um, he's not a terrorist anymore. He's Muhammad the misunderstood cow. And at one point, he had a brother named Mustafa, who was also a cow. And he wanted his younger brother to carry on the terrorism business, the family business. But he just wanted to be a dancer. So <laughs> that was a thing. Uh, like, I love that. Um, I mean, I love the food fighters. I don't know if you're familiar with the food fighters. Um, they first met because Pasquale, the Italian chef, wanted to cook the giant crab, fashion smell. But instead, they ended up becoming a team and became the first ever ISW Tag Team Champions. And they were fucking crazy. Uh, another gimmick, one that I definitely didn't create was, I mean, Team Tremendous, Bill Carr, Dan Barry. Like, they did their, they teamed for the first time on one of our shows. Um, Los Dumb Fucks, I love Los Dumb Fucks, who are just two crash dummies. Who... Why hasn't wrestling ever had crash dummies before? You have all these jobbers. Crash dummies are the ultimate jobber. Let's be real. Like, you put them in a car, you send them out to die. Like, they're jobbers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love I love all the gimmicks, but uh, those are some of my favorites for sure. So, I know, and I don't know, when you want to do the announcements we do you do want to do them now do we want to wait do we want to stagger because oh, fun I'll, fact I'll everybody there are announcements okay so um usually on thursdays i go on twitter i make some announcements that's how it's been for the past few weeks but today we're doing it on wednesday we're doing it right here um so people have already people have already been announced for the show of course we know it's the main event it's going to be a six person uh building block death match with a whole lot of building blocks all the building blocks it's going to be lucky 13 abby star jeff cannonball kennedy copeland uh orin vite 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 and the crab man bash and snow they're gonna they're gonna get in there and it's gonna be nuts <laughs> uh, there's gonna be a, an anything goes food fight hosted by um sean henderson uh, I don't know if you are familiar with our food fights, but shit gets crazy. Um, 
And then there's like a whole bunch of people who have been announced. Hollow Wicked's been announced. I fucking love Hollow Wicked. Um, Boomer Hatfield. Uh, Razor Wing. Um, trying to think who else. Oh, um, Austin Luke. Like just a whole bunch of people have been announced. And today, we're going to announce some more. Hell yeah. All right. So, a lot of the people who I'm going to announce today are my pandemic buddies. Okay. These are my friends that I played Among Us with and, and Jackbox and, and, and whatever else. And first off, there's this guy, right? I didn't know him before the pandemic at all. He just came into my life and he laughs at a lot of my jokes. So I'm pleased to announce that making his interspecies wrestling debut is a big motherfucker named Juba. I love Juba. So, Juba's coming. Juba's awesome. I'm excited to see Juba in an ISW ring. Um, he He's the king of the scramble. He likes to throw on little bodies. Um, maybe he should be the king of the scrambled eggs match. Are you going to do the scrambled eggs match? Probably not. <laughs> We've already got a food fight. We don't need a scrambled eggs match. That's overkill. Um, yeah, it's Juba. Juba's coming. Another one of my uh, pandemic buddies who's going to be making his debut in interspecies wrestling. Uh, he's a former Tournament of Death champion and one of the funniest fucking people I've like hung out with online in the last year. Uh, the Wrench, Connor Claxton. I fucking love Connor. He's he's awesome. He's crazy. Um, he tells the wildest stories. I, I'm, I'm happy to have him there. Yeah. So, and then we got third announcement. I'm trying to think of who was my third one. Yes, I know who my third one is. Okay. I could tell you, but then I would pandemic. Another pandemic, buddy. So during the pandemic, I was I was randomly posting some mask designs I had made. And some of them were for characters that had never debuted and had never been, the mask had never been made, nothing. Nothing ever was done with these designs. Uh, when my nephew Sam was six, he's 13 now, um, he wanted to, when he grew up, he wanted to be a wrestler. And I asked him, what do you want your wrestling name to be? And he said, um, spaghetti. And I said, oh, okay. So I designed him a mask for a wrestler named Spaghetti. Spaghetti is not who's debuting here. He's he's only 13. And he doesn't even like wrestling anymore. He grew out of it. He hates it. Um, he only likes backyard wrestling for some reason. He likes to watch people get fucked up. Um, he loves uh, death matches. Yeah, exactly. Like I, we watch death matches together. Like me and my 13 year old nephew. Some great influence. Great influence. You know, but if, if anything that takes him away from the Fortnite for a little while. But anyway, I digress. Um, I posted the picture of his mask, Spaghetti, and a kind soul on Twitter who I'd never known before this moment, uh, who happens to make masks, just made the fucking mask. Just made it. And it was Green Ant. And I love Green Ant. So I want to meet my friend Green Ant, who made me this awesome spaghetti mask that my nephew will probably wear and start backyarding in. And Aww. so Green Ant's book, Green Ant's making his debut. Um, 
we've got a lot of those these these awesome mass dudes who um kind of homeless you know because uh something happened uh but yeah uh maybe we should be their home come 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 you'll you'll take in the strays <laughs> i'll take in the strays um so that's three debuts right there that's crazy but this awesome. one's not a debut this one's a return it's not even really a return because he's on pretty much everything um i want to announce that the absolutely remarkable and totally handsome another person with beautiful eyes because before we got on here we were talking about how matt griffin has fucking beautiful eyes but dan barry has the most beautiful eyes i've ever seen on a man and he will be there on october 23rd probably wearing a shirt with tacos or flowers on it or something but those eyes So heard it here first on the stack for the William Black show, October 23rd. We have debuts from Juba, Connor Claxton, Green Ant, and then the delightful returning Dan Barry. As seen in AEW recently. Yes. Provided he doesn't get signed before then because if they know what's fucking good for them, they'll do it. Like, because Dan is the fucking main. I I saw him Mania Weekend. He wrestled the Beyond show. And there was, it was a crazy show. And there was like hecklers and stuff. And he just started heckling back. Hmm. And I was dying. And that's when I told him that he's my new favorite wrestler. So, pretty For excited. Dan Barry. Dan, Barry's, Dan Barry's everybody's favorite wrestler. You know, he should be anyway. Right, I, like if he's not, maybe like get educated. I don't know, tell you. Right, Dan Barry should be your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. He's he's the best. I love Dan Barry. I love so, everybody else too, but I like especially love Dan Barry. We will save the other announcement for later in the show because mm-hmm. there are there's one more announcement for everyone. Yeah. It's not even really an announcement. It's more of a review. It is more. Well, I mean, maybe a bit of both, but yes, yeah. a reveal indeed. So we want you to, we want everyone to stick around through the entire interview, and so we're gonna hold that off till the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Smart journalism, right there. Mm-hmm. So, who has had the most influence on you, both in and out of the ring? Kind of switch gears here a little bit. Uh, Get to know Michael Woods, the man. You know what? I don't know. I don't really know if I have an answer for that. Um, I'm. It could be a I'm what a, if that helps. I take a lot from movies. Like, I I get inspiration in the weirdest places. Like, I remember one time I watched um, Little Shop of Horrors with Rick Moranis, and when I finished watching that movie for some reason. I just like listened to the soundtrack and started drawing and just like drew crazy gimmicks. Um, but other than that, it's just, I don't know, like, like my inspiration for everything is like, like weird media, like comic books and um, uh, YouTube videos and uh, just like, I consume like all sorts of media and like, it all just goes into my brain and shits out an idea 
<laughs> so what are your future plans both in wrestling and out of wrestling and then like what keeps you motivated like to keep going um uh plans like my plans right now are just to, to run this show and then see what happens i'd love to do something in canada soon but canada is still not open for wrestling but however there are people planning and announcing shows right now which is very uh what's the word uh ambitious uh. ambitious because the way that people are acting right now we're gonna get shut down again any fucking day i swear to you even though the numbers are down and shit they'll find a reason like it'll probably be because of this fucking montreal canadians hockey parade that they're planning like um uh yeah but um the wrestling is coming back apparently and uh i want to be part of that for sure like i want to run something up here because last year we couldn't run our 15th anniversary show uh we couldn't do anything so i'd like to make up for lost time and that's why we're doing the million blocks thing because like we figured like i figured that it was either close up shop and just fucking move on or come back in the absolute biggest way we can and this is it and it's gonna happen and i hope it's not a flop i hope that a lot of people buy tickets and uh yeah um, as for like outside of wrestling, uh, I don't know. Like I, I went back to school during the pandemic because I was bored. You know, like going back to school, you know, after twenty something years is fucking crazy. Um, I can't say I love it. Uh, I definitely, I'm having a weird time with it. But like, I'll be done in October, which is cool. So like, in a week, I'm gonna finish school. I'm going to turn 40 and I'm going to run my biggest, dumbest wrestling show ever. Like that's, that's a busy week. Yeah. So like, that sounds like a good, like, yeah. Birthday week. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's any way through 40, that's it for sure. Like, I mean, I'm going to accomplish, you know, three goals that week. One of them being turning 40 because I mean, I, I, I'll say it, my health was shit, and I thought I was going to die a few years ago, but I'm here, I'm good. Um, everything's looking up, which is awesome. Um, turning 40, finishing school, not feeling like a fucking idiot anymore, and uh, and doing this big fucking show is, is going to be the coolest week ever. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, oh, outside yeah. of wrestling, I don't know, just chilling with my wife, maybe going on some trips. I would love to travel. Like, I feel like I've, I've done nothing for the past like three, four years because of just health issues and shit. And I'm better now. Like I'm better than I've been in a very long fucking time. And I am ready to take over this motherfucker. Hell yeah. Mm. Like, is there any sort of specific that you want to go? Um, I don't know. Uh, somewhere where I could drink something out of a fucking coconut and sit on a beach, you know, during the Canadian winter. So I could send people like photos from this fucking island paradise and be like, fuck you, cold bitch, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Turn iced tea into hot tea. So, <laughs> so what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling? Like, what would you say is your greatest achievement? Probably that WrestleMania week show, for sure. Like, uh, it, it's crazy because uh, it was I was messaged by GCW and they were like, "Hey, do you want to be part of this thing?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, you know, like, of course, I'm not going to say no. Like, who doesn't want to run a show during?" busiest week in wrestling where you're out you're pretty much guaranteed to draw a big crowd if you book you know an attractive enough card and um but at first i was just like like i don't know if i could do it you know like uh it's, the money was a lot like the, the the cost of running that week was insane like and basically i would have been paying enough to run three regular shows for one show and I told my wife, and I was like, I don't think, I don't know if I want to do it. And she just goes, hey, when the fuck are you ever going to get a chance to do this again? She basically talked me into it, which is, Aww. that's as supportive as you can get. And I appreciate the hell out of that. But that show was the coolest thing I've ever done, basically. And the fucked up thing is I wasn't even there for it. Because, like I said, I was, I was sick. I was in the hospital. But watching it, even like just like on like pay per view or whatever, was still just like just like goosebumps the whole time. And it's the only show that we've ever put on that I've watched over and over and over. Like I can't do that with anything else. I just nitpick, nitpick, nitpick. But this show, I can just watch it and just love it every single time. And I find like new things every single time. It's just. I don't know. That's the coolest shit we've ever done. That's like my crowning achievement. So um, I definitely think that's on IWTV. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't ever watched Boner Jam 4, Balls Out. Um, don't let the dumb name fool you. There's some really good shit on that thing. No, it's, it's a phenomenal show. It's very fun. Wrestling and... all over the world. Like, it's wild. 10 of 10 would recommend. Probably one of my favorite shows on IWG. Yeah, mine. I mean. <laughs> what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? Um, okay, so I don't really want to talk shit about anybody, but I'm going to. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so at one point. Get some views. <laughs> I was on good terms with Mike Quackenbush and Chikara. And then suddenly, like almost out of nowhere, he just decided he didn't like me anymore. And I started getting messages from guys who worked for both of us who were saying, hey, if I work for you, I can't work there anymore. And so like, I had formed like bonds with some of these dudes, you know, like, like we were good friends. And it was it was rough, like to 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 basically have somebody be like, "Hey, my kids can't play with your kids," you know, like, um, and it really did paint me into a corner because like these are guys that were on like almost every show, and then we were told we couldn't use them anymore, and like and, and some of them would message me and be like, "Oh, hey, if I work for you, I can't work there anymore. What do I do?" And it's like, well, I run like three to four times a year. He runs 
two to three times a month. I mean, let's like weigh your options. Like, what are your options? Like, you can go there, work regularly, make money, or you can wait for me to run questionable wrestling shows throughout the year. It's like, make the right choice. Fucking go there. You know, like, I had no qualms with telling people to go there. But it really did paint me into a corner and it forced me to get more creative. And um, I think that's when we started having our best shows. But that was definitely an obstacle. Like, to have half of your roster like ripped from you. (laughs) Yeah, fuck my quack. (laughs) Well, um, I always say, like, especially right now, it seems like it's like trash bag wrestling people whack a mole, where it's like, you just you pop one down another trash bag pops yeah, out. Yeah, people have no sense and I think it's weird. It's that, been a week. I think it's I think it's funny that they're all trying to like come back at a time where um there's a promotion that's coming back from the dead and actually has like a dark side of the ring episode based on them XPW, which is coming out in the fall, who are starting a promotion and the whole thing behind their promotion is they're saying like fuck cancel culture and fuck woke culture and shit like that like so i feel like this is going to be a haven for all these scum fucks to to be able to ply their craft i really do like i remember they posted their t-shirt and i was just like like tell me you're gonna book you know Tell me, tell me you're going to book Drake Wirtz without telling me you're going to book Drake Wirtz. You know, like, it's, it's, I think that's, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they announced that they're coming back. And now all these guys are coming out of the woodwork. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they want to have like Trash Bay Wrestler Island, like, yeah, that's a that's a reality show. <laughs> right. You get eliminated, you die. <laughs> Just drown in the ocean somewhere. You get exiled. Yeah. Because there's been like a couple of uh, names that have popped up this week, and I'm very intrigued. The promotion that you're talking about, did they have a shirt? Or something that came out that said like "fuck cancel culture," but then they woke culture and the the fuck is uh, edited. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. censored. (laughs) I didn't think that was real. All right. (laughs) That's a thing. I didn't think it. I thought it was a parody. There's a lot that I've missed because I got into independent wrestling very late in the game. And I'm only picking up on stuff now. Well, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff from back then, but it's the same as now, where there's, like, the mix of, like, there's always been shitbags on wrestling. It's just, um, it, like, it's weird that it took a fucking pandemic for them all to get called out. Like, just, it took downtime for somebody to just be like, hey, this person did this, and they need to be held accountable. And then a bunch of other people jumped in and did the same thing. Speaking out was a good thing for wrestling, but I feel like if any of these people get let back in, it's an invitation for all of them to be let back in. So we got to keep them the fuck out. 
Yeah, it's like opening the floodgates. When one exactly. when one comes back, it's like then everyone thinks they can. Yep. And it's like a sewer backing up. All right. You know, it's all coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that there are enough good companies that don't let these people in, or I guess if we have just like Crash Bay Russell Island, or they can all go live and breed together or whatever, like then we can all just collectively say we don't care about any of you. Right. And the like five weirdos that are like still into it because who knows, then they can go and do whatever. Right. Yikes. Get rid of them. So uh moving on to some lighter topics. <laughs> what are some of your favorite like movies and music that you reference? Uh, loaded the- I mean like a shitload of movies behind me right there they're not in any order they're all fucked up and messy looking because i just pull them out and watch movies all the time um i'm, I'm really into horror movies um and my favorite horror character is chucky the doll i actually have a big tattoo of chuck but um and a life-size doll up there on the shelf but um yeah you I keep that chucky. over there i fuck i love it um <laughs> If, if I could find a little person who was willing to wrestle with Chucky, I would have Chucky on every show. But, I mean, I'm, I'm big into slasher movies and stuff like that. And I would love, I, I, I think that, um, like, when I created, like, a character, Fluffy the Killer Bunny, I was definitely just looking at Jason Voorhees and thinking, how can I make him kind of fit what I do? So I made a big, fucking, psychotic-looking killer bunny. Um... Uh, as for music, I just, you know what? I'm one of those old people that's just like, today's music sucks. It really does. Like, it's just fucking trash. Like, I list, I don't listen to anything past probably 2000, you know? Except for a little while when fucking Despacito was like my jam. Because it was just like Spanish and exotic. I really like, love Lady Gaga. Yeah. Huh. Being real. A Star is Born, excellent movie. Never seen it. Watch it. I think it would be boring to me. It's not boring. I feel like it would be boring. It's me. not boring. I'm telling you it's not boring. I have a very I... short attention span. I'm not going to win with you. Nope. <laughs> so what is the most speaking of music, what other than Lady Gaga, what do you think would be the most surprising like playlist that you have or song that you listen to besides oh, the two that you've already mentioned? I think that I don't think there's anybody in wrestling that doesn't like boy bands. I mean, no, seriously. Boy bands, like when you're on the road and it's getting late and you're trying to keep your driver awake. You play boy bands because I fucking guarantee you, you won't know how, but you know the words to everything. You do. And it's like, maybe you like you didn't listen to them a lot or whatever, but it's probably like an earworm that got in your head when it was like a radio hit, but you will know the words to fucking everything. Boy bands, 
when you're doing the old karaoke, as we call it, when we're on the road. Um, yeah. Boy bands. I love boy bands. What's your favorite boy band? O-Town. Huh. That is surprising. Mm-hmm. Have you any, have you, like, are you a concert guy? No, um, not, like, I've been to some concerts, but never a boy band concert. Oh. Yeah. That's... My first concert ever was when I was 13, and it was in sync. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I would do that shit. <laughs> and I've seen the New Kids on the Block, like, five or six times. Damn. And I saw the New Kids on the Block when they toured with the Backstreet Boys once. And I saw 98 Degrees when I was 14. And I saw O-Town a couple of years ago. I think the only boy band I saw was Slipknot. <laughs> I don't know that I would call them a boy band. They're no, a scary band. They put on a really crazy show. Like, insane. They seem, they seem theatrical. Very theatrical. Like, even if you don't like the music, it's a fucking spectacle. Like, it's wild. That's crazy. <laughs> but boy bands are lit. Fair enough. Hell yeah. So, if you could book any match for your October 23rd Brightly Colored Black Deathmatch show, like your dream match, what would be your dream match? Mm. If money was no object and you could have anybody you wanted. Mm. Mick Foley as the special guest referee in the six-way match that I've already got booked. Hell yeah. I, I like the match. I like the main event that I've got. I wouldn't change it, you know. Um, Mick Foley as the special ref would be awesome. Um, if I had the budget, it would be a fucking exploding ring Lego death match. It would be insane. Maybe the ring would be made of a Lego, and then that could explode, too. Fuck it. We're just, we're just blowing everybody up. But yeah. I think that Mick Foley as the ref would be really cool. It would be really cool, especially if he wore like his old spray painted uh, shirt. Like, yeah. So, Mick Foley, if you don't have anything better to do on October 23rd, there's a spot open for you as a special guest referee. You're friends with Dan Barry. Just get the fuck over here. <laughs> um, October 23rd. Yeah. Special guest referee spot for Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Um, new stretch goal. If we could make enough to book McFoley, I will. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's the new stretch goal. Fuck, fuck everything else that's on there. Like, if we can make enough to book McFoley, I'm booking McFoley. Hell yeah. Put it out into the world. Mm -hmm. Put it out and in the universe. Manifest. As, as the youths say. Mm-hmm. Manifest Mick Foley as a special guest referee October 23rd at the Million Whoa. Brightly Colored Block Deathmatch Show, H2O Wrestling Center, Williamstown, New, New Jersey. Yep. Mick Foley. I'll clip that and then I'll at Mick Foley on Twitter. Yes. And we'll just we'll just see what happens. We'll see what hi, happens. Hi, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. <laughs> hmm. 
things. <laughs> I really, I really, I would, if we, if like, if that could happen, if that happens, um, that would be the best. I feel thing. like I've never met Mick Foley. And like, I was, I was, I've always been like, especially when I was like a, like a, like, a, like, a, like in my teenage years, I was huge on Mick Foley. Like, and like, you know, I read his books and I watched his Santa documentary. I just, I love Mick Foley. I just, I just want to give him a hug. <laughs> you know, like. Give him a hug to start the special match that he's going to be guest refereeing. Oh, please. <laughs> just give me thousands of dollars. Just so I can do this. I mean, we do have a tier in the Kickstarter. I'm shocked that nobody's grabbed it yet. Are you? Wink, nudge, the reveal later. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If we can make enough to get Mick Foley there, it'd be fucking awesome. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's just like a random idea I just came up with, and now I'm all about it. So, yeah. So, now, just so that I'm clear, you want to book Mick Foley as a special guest referee for a six-person brightly colored block death I match. Think that would be the greatest thing ever. On October 23rd. October 23rd. At the H2O Wrestling Center. H2O Wrestling Center. Williamstown, New Jersey. Mick Foley, I'm turning 40 years old. That would be the greatest birthday gift of my life. Let's go. Fingers crossed. We'll oh. put it out there. We'll put it out there. Let's see what happens. Uh, so if you had an action figure of yourself, but it was like one of those like speaking action figures <laughs> that had like like phrases, like what would your three phrases be? And then what accessory or accessories would come with the Michael Woods action figure? One of them would definitely be a bleep. Um, the second would be probably something really stupid like eat your vegetables. And the third would be something like, um, uh, I don't know, something Canadian. Like it's gotta be, it's gotta, there's gotta be something stereotypically Canadian. It's not going to be a boot. Only Chris Jericho says a boot. Um, uh, what would be, I don't know, um, fucking, uh, I don't know, um, something Canadian like um, maple syrup. That's it. <laughs> yeah, maple syrup or like um, Canadian bacon is just ham, you know, because ain't no such thing as Canadian bacon in Canada. It's just called ham. Fuckers. But um, my accessory would definitely be. Uh, is we talking like weapon? Whatever you want your action figure to come. I with. like I like when action else. figures come with accessories that just don't fit them at all. Like a bunch of like the old like WWF ones would come with like a tire or something stupid. It's like you can fit <laughs> with a tire or a TV or some shit. Mine would come with an air conditioner because I'm in Canada. And it's cold. 
and I needed to be cold wherever I go. So an air conditioner. No, that's stupid. That's so stupid. Mine would come with. Um, fuck. Uh, see, a cup of tea. See, I was gonna say a bubble tea, and a Lego. A Lego. No, sorry, yeah. a brightly colored plastic block. Sure. Those work. That's what I would. That's what I would accessorize you with. Mm. My accessory should be just a smaller version of me. Like I just come with another me that like I a hold. Chucky sized you. Yeah, that's it. A Chucky sized me with a big old butcher knife and a stitched up face. <laughs> Is that gonna be your slam, buddy? Fuck yeah. So what is the weirdest request you've gotten from a fan, from a wrestler, or both? <laughs> oh, not a request, but I got a weird message once where oh, yeah. I was claiming that one of our gimmicks was based on him. He's like, is this supposed to be me? And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Right. Like, what? It was the weirdest thing ever. And this guy was like convinced and like, he's just like, I, I came to one of your shows once and, and I left crying. And I'm like, what? I guess like somebody had yelled at him or something and he left crying and he thought that after that we based a gimmick off of him, which had nothing to do with getting yelled at or crying. I was very confused by it, but that's a thing. Um, uh, other than that, like 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 weird like requests and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I can tell you this. Um, not so much a request, but like uh, Addie Star used to live in my town. Like we lived in the same city. That's where her and I met. And um, one point, um, this guy was online. I caught this guy online on like a forum talking about how he saw her at a grocery store. And he's like, so she must live near me. I wonder where she lives. And he was getting really fucking weird about it. And I just responded and I'm like, she lives in my basement. Like, She's renting my basement. She lives with me. Leave her the fuck alone. And so then after that, um, at shows, she was announced as hailing from my basement. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that's that's a weird, it was almost like a weird request. This guy was like trying to get her address or something. Super creepy. The Addy doesn't stand for address, pal. No. So what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling? Gimmick. Everyone says gimmick. Everything's a gimmick. Um, I say that things are a work pretty often. Like if I see something that's clearly fake, like if I'm watching an episode of Catfish, I'm like, it's a work. Like, this is a work. It's fake. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it. Work. That's fair. Mine is, um, I, I use like, um, oh, that popped me a lot. Yeah, that works too. Yeah, but like when you get, you get people who don't understand what it means and they're just like, what? what? Yeah. I'm not, a, to reiterate, reiterate here, I'm not a wrestler, 
However, um, basically all of my friends are at this point and I've picked up on their words sometimes. Their terminology, yes. Yes, I feel the need to announce that I'm not a wrestler. Yeah, because somebody tried to <laughs> book you yesterday. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> and it was like totally shindy. And he had like, oh, weird request, weird request. <laughs> somebody tweeted me yesterday asking me if I want to set up like sexy boudoir photo shoots for everybody in the main event of this show. Somebody fucking openly tweeted me this. And I was just like, what? Like, for one, why are you asking me? Like, ask them individually if you want to do this. Like, I can't fucking consent for them. Like, what? Like, why do I want sexy photo shoots of, like, I mean, maybe Jeff did. I, no, I'm done. You're like, wait a minute, this isn't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make a calendar. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> And make Foley if you decide to <laughs> to take this special ref gig. I'm gonna leave this thing today, and I'm gonna be depressed because it's not gonna happen. And now I really want it. <laughs> well, not with that attitude. I have I have faith in the world right now. Things are good. Okay, I hope. And I will we'll, we'll clip out something real nice. We'll just shoot it his way in a little tweeteroo. And... Hi, McFoley. I love you. <laughs> so when he gets asked on a podcast, that's the weirdest request you've gotten from a fan. These guys want to be the special... referee of Lego match. Dude, you don't even have to get down to the three counts. I'll give you like a Lego bucket that you can tap on. Like, we'll make it easy on you, Mick Foley. So I'll build you a new ear out of Lego. Would you put it on like a little headband? Yes. Or would you like affix it with some sort of adhesive? Gorilla glue. Jesus, I ain't never coming off. Should be. <laughs> so, outside of wrestling, like, what are some things you enjoy doing? I know we talked about how you like to play video games and watch movies, but is there anything, anything uh, else in your world? I really like being an uncle. I like hanging out with my nephews a lot. Um, they're wild. They're crazy. They reminded me of me when I was a kid, except maybe a little worse. Um, and like. Uh, they're just, they're just fun. That's what I like to do. I like to hang out with them. And usually hanging out with them breaks down into either watching a movie or playing video games. So it's right up my alley. It's perfect. So I'm kind of winding down here. Um, but your upcoming show is October 23rd. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a name. I was going to ask if it, like, have, do you have some things, like, kicking around? Or you I, just, do. Like, I do. I do. I've got a name. It's it's back here, and it's it's going to be announced probably at the end of the Kickstarter. I'll probably, like, really announce it. Because then that's that's when it's 100% official. You know, like, like, it's official, but once the Kickstarter ends, it's official, official. And then we just throw it on there. 
uh, like I guess once you once the Kickstarter ends and you get the the funds raised, mm -hmm. then it's like real real because you've oh, yeah. now taken money from people, so you have to. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that either way people are gonna love it. Um, I can name this show something completely dumb. I can call it Force Gump Two, you know, <laughs> and like people will still love it. Um, Titanic the sequel. That's it. That's <laughs> it. We can build the Titanic out of you know. 250,000 Lego blocks. Build the iceberg. This time the Titanic wins. <laughs> this time the Titanic wins. <laughs> A lot of doors used in wrestling. Let's see if they float. <laughs> and if Leo could fit on it. <laughs> Only one per door. Sorry. <laughs> so, a um, couple of completely random questions for fun. I like random. Uh, and this is a shout out to Twitter Spaces. I know that oh. you have gone into spaces. I have gone I've into spaces. Had fun in a few. Yeah. So, you know, they're varying, but there's a question that popped up in a Twitter space that I've, I've taken I for my own okay. use. And it's not weird. It's not like weird. No, it's what is the biggest animal you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons? I'm not a fighter. Um... What if it was attacking you? You know what? I don't even know because, like, I wouldn't even say a rat because rats bite fucking hard. I had pet rats and they draw blood every time. Um, Out. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would want to fight an animal. But I mean, I like the video where the guy punches the kangaroo in the face when it's like attacking his dog. He's like walks up and like hooks it. I think I would try that. I think I'd try to punch a kangaroo. Yeah, why the fuck not? I would punch a kangaroo. He'd probably whoop my ass if I'd punch him. I could probably take a kitten, but why would I want to? They're too cute. Kittens are the best form of cat, you know. Um, fuck, I might be able to take, like, a squirrel, a chipmunk. I, you know, I, I don't have an answer for this. I don't think I could take anything. I heard that if you punch a shark in the nose, it fucks it up real good. So maybe I'd punch a shark. No, I still want, I'm going to punch a kangaroo. Like that's, I, like I'm not even thinking about animals I could take in a fight. I'm thinking of animals I could just punch. And kangaroos just look like dicks. Like all swole and flexing and shit. Like, you got that I don't pouch. Like, I don't like people like that. Exactly, you fucking pouch. What are you hiding <laughs> in there, asshole? Fucking marsupials. Yeah. I'd fold that motherfucker into his own pouch. Turn him into a popple. <laughs> I was gonna say like a popple. <laughs> I had a popple growing up. Popples. You you youths out there go look up a popple. <laughs> Popples and glowworms. Hell yeah, I had both of those. See? You had a good life. <laughs> My popple turned into a soccer ball. Whoa. <laughs> I thought you were going to say turn into a soccer mom or a soccer bopper. No. <laughs> I'd punch a kangaroo in the face while wearing a soccer bopper. Like, I don't have big fists. I have small fists. Like, so I'm not going to punch anything or anybody. That's not me. So. I feel you. I have small hands. Same. 
So um, very specific question to myself. Um, how do you take your pancakes? I take my pancakes. I'm weird. Um, peanut butter and applesauce. I mean, it's a little weird, but really not that. Like, it's as weird as you think. You put peanut butter in between them so it melts. And then okay. you, you, when you, you cut off a piece, you dip it in applesauce. That sounds fine. I've had I've had peanut butter on my pancakes before. Um, I've also everything. Oh yeah, peanut butter on nothing. Peanut butter on a spoon. Like I I I don't do that, but I feel bad. <laughs> Too good for, for peanut butter on a spoon. Like my brother in law is allergic to peanuts, Aww. and I just feel horrible for him. And like, it's just like, like you can't even eat like a Snickers bar, bro. Like, you are fucking missing out. You can't have a Reese's Easter egg. And that's the best kind of Reese's. It is. Because the peanut butter to um, chocolate ratio is out of control. It's the like, best ratio. It's the best, yeah. Plus the cups, they have those like hard crispy edges. Yeah. I don't want hard crispy edges. With soft. I just, right, I just want, I just want a little soft little, little coating on my mm -hmm. giant chunk of what amounts to peanut butter and powdered sugar. That's it. That's it. Like, you can't even have that. I feel bad for people who are allergic to peanut butter. Peanut butter all day. <laughs> PB and J all fucking day. That's oh, <laughs> that's a shirt. <laughs> Yo, it's PB and J all fucking day. <laughs> like, my fucking uh, peanut butter gang. Like, fuck. <laughs> I forgot about how excellent your Nick Gage impression One is. One time somebody asked me um, about Nick Gage playing video games. Like what video game they, like I thought that he played during the pandemic. And I just figured he played what everybody else played, which was Animal Crossing. And he'd be like, oh my fucking animals. Oh, I gotta fucking sell my fucking apples. Like, like, this motherfucking Tom Nook. Fuck that motherfucker. He's I'll a cop caller. I'll fucking <laughs> stick him with a shank. Like, you know? Yeah, he's a cop caller. He's a fucking... He's a piece of shit. I hate Tom Nook. I love him. <laughs> so, final question for me, and then we'll probably have questions from the chat, and then, right. then you can get the lightning round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right before we sign off, we'll do the reveal. The big reveal. The big reveal. I want everyone to stick around. Yeah. So we have to wait until the end of the reveal. And then, and then I'll do like a little like um, conclusion. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Oh, yeah. So picture, like, I want you to like put yourself in a scene for me. Like put yourself in a scene. In a scene. In a scene. Okay. So in the scene, you're hungry and you hungry. want. Peanut butter. No, <laughs> not this time. You want um, you want something sweet though, and you're like, you know, I like cookies, and I want, I want, I want to go get some cookies. So you go to the grocery store, and you're cruising down the cookie aisle, right? And you're like, you know, you know what I want more than anything? I want to have America's favorite cookie, which is an Oreo. And you look at all of the Oreos, and there's so many different kinds, and you're like, I can't handle all that right now. 
I just want like an OG, like chocolate cookie, cream, center Oreo. But you still have options, right? So are you going to pick a single stuffed Oreo or are you going to pick a double stuffed Oreo? Neither. I'm not a big Oreo fan. Um, but if I was going to do it, and I, I've eaten Oreos. I had a few Oreos the other day. Um, I think I go single, honestly. I really like the cookie portion. So like you get one. Of, so would you get? Would you get like the thins? No, no. Do they have those in Canada? That's too little. Yeah, that's too little. Like even the cookies are too thin. I find, but like I, I think just an OG Oreo is fine. You know, you don't have to go overboard with the fucking goo. You know. So you are not a fan of the like a healthy amount of Oreo cream. No, I'm good without it. If if, if other people like it, that's more for them. Honestly, that's the way I see it. Like, like it's like it's like it's like the pineapple on pizza debate. I love it. You don't like it? That's cool. More for me. Fuck off. You know, (laughs) like, um, but yeah, that's how that's how it is with double stuffed Oreos. I don't need them. I don't need that much goo. I mean, I'm more about the cookie. I love the. I just love the OG fucking shitty chocolate cookie so if you could just get chocolate cookies would you yeah or forgo the cream altogether yeah and dip them in chocolate milk mm. inception chocception chocolate Sorry. um so that's the unofficial incorrect answer to that question but nonetheless mm. i still appreciate you being on here with me this evening and you can have all of the single stuffed Oreos, and I will have all of the double stuffed Oreos. If I'm going to choose a flavor, though, I'd probably go for the carrot cake Oreo, because those are really good. Mm. I'm a carrot cake guy. What can I say? I'm not. Like, I'm a cake girl. Like, I'm a fat girl. Like, cake's my shit. But, like, and carrot cake, no thank you. Uh, I'm a- I don't like cake, honestly. Like, Cake is fine. I hate icing. I hate frosting. That's that's another reason I won't do double stuff because frosting is disgusting. It is. It I, is. I don't Never like. Liked. I don't like buttercream too much. It's fucking gross. It's so. It's just too much in my mouth. Um, if I like, I just need like, just like a very thin layer, just a very thin amount. I don't need like, a mountain of it. I just need a very <laughs> thin amount. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm going to go with, like, whipped cream 10 times out of 10. Whatever. Like, you know. It's delicious. So, um, do we have any questions from the chat? Uh, actually, when uh, when Mike gave the wrong answer to the Oreo question, we actually shut down the entire Twitch channel. Everyone, everyone revolted in the chat. Uh, they were throwing shit. It was ridiculous. I mean, I got hit in the head with a banana. I don't, I don't even know where it came from. I literally have a wall in front of me. But anyway, yes, we do have some questions from the chat. Uh, let's see. The first one comes from uh, a Vintage Dream. And uh, this gentleman's name was, uh, or this person's name was brought up earlier. And uh, right. she asks... Will we ever see the return of Flip de Burger? Probably not. 
um oh man long story but like flippy burger isn't a gimmick anymore he got brainwashed by muhammad Darius gal and his name was changed just to shitty well there you go maybe we'll see shitty again i'd love to see shitty again Okay, let's see. We talked about the poo uh, Lego head. I, I saw your face. I, I saw your oh, face. Mike. Don't I go there. Like, Winnie the Pooh. Like, poop. Like, no, no, okay. no, no. Okay. Winnie the Pooh. Okay, Winnie yeah. the Pooh. Mm -hmm. uh, Vic Sage wants to know what other sets will be built for the match. I have a Millennium Falcon. I may have more than one Millennium Falcon. Uh, which version of the Millennium Falcon? Um, it's the the newer movies. Okay. Not the classic one. Like it comes with like a BB-8 and shit like that. Okay. Um, but I, I'll just say it. I have three of them. Um, I have three of them. I have uh, I have an Animal Crossing set as well Ooh. because I figured that like, um, it's it's like a fitting end to the pandemic because like. At the beginning of the pandemic, when everybody's locked up, everybody started playing that game. Yep. And now, like, this will be, you know, the end. Not really, but for me, it will be because I'll be coming out and putting on a wrestling show again. And I think that there's no fitting way to end the pandemic than smashing Animal Crossing. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Vic had another question. It was regarding the characters. Uh, I know we talked about a whole bunch of them. We even gave the announcement of some new characters being introduced tonight that are going to be at the show. Uh, but are there any other returning characters that you might be able to tell us about? And will there be any more new ones? Um, so I think that next week I want to round off and, and finish off all the talent announcements and there's definitely a lot of new people on this show like like i said um this show is mainly like my pandemic buddies like the people that kept me sane through all of this like we're all gonna get together and we're gonna put on this fucking show and it's gonna be wild and it's gonna be crazy and fun like some of these people i'm meeting in person for the first time it's awesome um but but yeah like there's gonna be new people um I have some more returns to announce like next week too. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of everything. So Vic, tune in next week next to Thursday. see some more announcements next Thursday. Yeah. Uh, this next question is from our own Christopher. He wants to know, will we ever get to see the glitch Jay Walker in IS dub? What is that? Oh my. Jay Walker from the plains of, I don't know where the hell he is, somewhere near Winnipeg, maybe. Oh. Middle of nowhere, Canada. Yeah, middle of nowhere, literally like middle of nowhere. But if you, if you don't know, check him out. Is this a real person? It is a real it person. Is real. Okay, then I'll check. It is a real person. I believe his Twitter is I am Jay Walker. Not with the question mark at the end. Okay. I was I was literally asking that question. I'm I'm hoping Chris just throws it in the chat and lets me know that I do have that right. Yeah, I actually I've never heard of it. So that's 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 interesting. I mean, I'll definitely check them out. Well, Chris, he's gonna check on it. Okay, next question. We're going back to vintage again. 
what is the one weapon you would refuse to let be a part of a match? Oh wow. Um a gun. <laughs> I mean that, that that's where my head went to. And it's fucked up because I feel like that's where deathmatch wrestling is kind of headed. Like there's gonna be a gun spot. It's gonna happen. Um like like uh, I, what the fuck? How are they gonna top anything they've been doing? Like there's promotions that are running three deathmatch shows a week and twice a month. Like it's fucking insane. It's overkill. Like there's gonna be no longevity. None of these guys are gonna last if they keep working all these shows. You know? Um, I think that there's definitely gonna be a fans bringing shotguns match someday. Probably not, but you know, I definitely never let somebody use a gun or anything crazy. Like, 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 like the way that I book, I don't even book like light tubes or anything like that. I love watching them, but it's not for me. It doesn't fit what I'm doing. You know, um, I think the the craziest we go is let it go, and. That's probably that's probably as far as we'll go. See, now you you just made a match in my head. It's the Lego light tube match, where you just make light tubes out of Legos. Mm. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I've I've drawn it's a lot. A look of at schematics. Here. Draw a lot of blueprints, Derek. Like uh, these little Lego pine trees are pretty dangerous. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, shit like that. I I I enjoy that. I enjoy that. You know, okay. Like, a lot of people are just under the assumption that this is going to be like thousands upon thousands of blocks just scattered all over a wrestling ring. No. And honestly, if we did that, people would just be slipping everywhere because it'd be hard to walk on them. They'd be falling. Um, I don't want to. I don't want anybody to break an ankle. So. I, I really want to, like, I'm a big fan of, like, old-school deathmatch wrestling when they had, like, the, the thumbtack pits and shit like that. Um, so I'm going to, like, I'm going to, like, take some of these old-school ideas and I'm going to, what, what was, what's old is going to be new again because it's going to be different. And I'm going to do a lot of crazy shit. Um, it's going to be very creative. That's, like, the, the main thing about this match is how creative it's going to be. It's going to be, like, nothing that anybody else has ever done. I'm sure people will do it afterwards because, you know, people love to do the Lego thing now. So, um, yeah. I definitely look forward to it. So we're going back to vintage again. If you had to pick your own entrance music, what would it be? Off the top of my head. Um, Uh, Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny by the Bloodhound Gang. Interesting. Interesting. It's a crazy song. I've I, never heard that, but I'm going to look it up after. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look it up too. The, the, the intro to it sounds very pro wrestling. Just the way, it, like, it's just like a, like a crazy, like, guitar riff. It's very... It's almost very ultimate warrior. Hmm. Yeah. But then it gets into weird lyrics. As most of their songs do. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got one more for the questions from the chat. This one is from Bumper Shot. Of the blocks that you currently have, are they roughly equal in the number of colors 
Or do you have more of one particular oh. color? That's a good question. Like, so since a lot of them are knockoff blocks, a lot of them come in colors that real Lego bricks don't come in. Like, like, like neon colors and like, like pastel colors. And like, so it's going to look really cool just because we've got blocks of all different varieties. Like we've got the official brand blocks. We've got the knockoff blocks from China and like five different brands of them. Um, uh, but like, I, I'll say that like, definitely a lot of the, like the typical Lego colors are like, it's like blue, black, yellow, red. I think that's it. Green? Maybe green. Maybe green. But yeah, um, there's a lot of those. But I think that the, the brighter blocks are definitely going to stand out because those ones are so dull. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. Well, those were the questions from the chat. Now I know Christopher is in the background getting getting our lightning round intro ready. It's the most hated part of every episode we do, even though Val said it's not. going right now there's That's a whole a crap load of questions going up on the screen i gotta wait till this thing is over i think it's over i see my stupid cartoon face up there for the lightning round okay mike are you ready for the lightning round 10 questions we're gonna blaze through them as fast as we can first thing that comes to your mind boom let's go are you ready yes okay question number one most hated food uh fish Two, favorite shoe brand? Whatever fits my giant feet. We're going to go topical on this one. Uh, do you think the tuna at Subway really is tuna? Don't know. I don't care. I would never order it. What's one weird fact about yourself? I was born with a third nipple. That's true, by the way. Okay. Uh, we're going to go Canadian on the next two here. Is O Canada the best national anthem? Um, no, I think that the Hockey Night in Canada song should be our national anthem. Oh, I, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts or Tim Hortons? Tim Hortons all fucking day. Now, I know you mentioned you like uh, horror movies and stuff, but do you like to actually be physically scared? I do. I do love a good jump scare. Okay. One movie that always cheers you up um uh big fish what celebrity annoys you the most oh that's a fucking good one um shit I, like i have to put actual thought into this <laughs> um uh takashi six nine Okay, last question. We're going back to the blocks for this one. What would the worst brightly colored block to land, what, what is the worst brightly colored block to land on in a match, in your opinion? Oh, no, because I've never really, you know, landed on them as much as some people do. But I'd have to say it's the two by four ones, like the rectangle ones, because I've seen Addy Star have massive like imprints and welts of those blocks in particular in her back 
So those ones have to be the worst. Oof. I don't want that to happen. You're probably going to see a lot of them after this show. Yes. <laughs> I don't want that to happen to DVD me. Extras, I'm taking video of everybody's backs. Well, that was a lightning round. That was 10 questions. Even though I completely foobarred my last question, it's okay. We hate it anyway. Mike, thank you. I appreciate it. And Val, back to you. Well, so now we've reached the almost end of the evening and we have a reveal. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so if you've been paying attention to dumbestkickstarter.com or my Twitter, uh, which is at Rachipong, or the ISW Twitter, which is at ISW, and it's the same on Instagram for both, um, we've been talking about how the main event, um, in the main event, the winner is going to be given a title belt. And we posted the design, if you want to throw the design for it up on the screen right now. And um, there's a tier in, in dumbestkickstarter.com where after the match, you can own the actual ring-worn belt. And uh, um, you can have it autographed if you want. That's up to you. Um, but, yeah, you're going to own a piece of, of dumb wrestling history. And um, so the belt's been made, and uh, nobody's grabbed this tier yet. So as a little incentive... Have a look at this beauty. The belt. What's it? At the belt, um, it's got stacked plates, like all of like the little raccoon logo and the blocks are actually on their own plates. So there's it's it's like double stacked. Um, also on the side plates, the double stack logos. Um, and the picture that's being shown is actually the belt's not complete yet. Like it's 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 still there still needs to be a little bit of paint done on the uh, side plates. And um, but yeah, that's it. This baby is made. It's ready. Like once I got this belt made, it's like okay, there's no fucking turning back. We have to do this now. Like that was my way to like to like hold myself accountable. Like I had to do this show because I put it out there. Whether the Kickstarter was successful or not, I had to do it. Some way, somehow. So I, uh, I uh, with my own money, I just got the belt made, and uh, you can own it. That's a thing. Just go to dumbestkickstarter.com and okay. find the tier where you own the belt. Yeah. I mean, and we're also, we also have a tier where there's replicas of it, and several people have claimed that, which is pretty cool. But why would you want to own, own the replica when you can own the real one of one? You know, the real deal. The belt. So in closing, be sure to check out dumbestkickstarter.com. Um, donate if you haven't. Um, Stretch Bowl is now trying to book Mick Foley. Mick Foley. As I want Mick Foley. Listen, there's lots of advertising opportunities. If you own a business, if you have a podcast, if you want to give a shout out to a friend or say that a friend is a piece of shit on like a ring apron banner, I'll fucking do it. You just pay for it and we'll make it happen. And we'll even send you the banner afterwards. We got turnbuckle spaces. Um, you can throw your name on a wrestler. We get, let's go, Mick Foley. Um, and that is October 23rd. 
Williamstown. Williamstown. Williamstown, New Jersey. At the H two O Wrestling Center. H two O Wrestling Center. Right You're gonna be there. I'll fucking be there. You're gonna be. I'm gonna be there. Everybody should be there. It's gonna be the premiere event of the fall season. It's gonna be the premiere event of that day. So just be there. Be there. You won't want to miss it. Um, I don't know what the capacity is for that venue, but it doesn't look like a whole lot. A couple, couple hundred. Yeah. So it'll be a very exclusive club that you'll get to belong to of people that got to see this million block show. Yeah. So make it happen. And yo, people are going to get fucked up. You might get hit with like chunks of skin and shit. Just come on. That's crazy. The front row is basically a splatter zone. I'm going to have to buy goggles for everybody. Seriously. Because I don't want any eyes getting taken out. Because those blocks are going to go fucking everywhere. There's going to be so many of them that there's going to be no way to contain them. By the way, did you know that a million blocks weighs 5,000 pounds? Shit. Yes. So if you get hit with a flying block, do you get to take that home with you? Sure. If you want? Sure. Just, you know, don't just like take all my blocks because, you know, I'm kind of like to disinfect them and reuse them, you know, if possible. Disinfect them? Oh, yeah. So anybody that's like donating blocks to us, I'm going to disinfect them. I'm going to like I'm going to hit them with the Lysol and, like, fucking throw them in some bleach, whatever. Like, dunk them? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to just use them because, no offense to anybody donating their own blocks, but, like, we're in a fucking apocalypse here. Like. Plan accordingly. Yeah. Exactly. So, this has been The Stack. I'm Val Pancakes. This has been Mike Roch Woods. From the beautiful interspecies wrestling. Please, 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 please go to dumbestkickstarter.com and throw some money into the mix so that we can. Um, into the mix. Mix fully. Mix fully. <laughs> um, the more money that is raised, the weirder that this show is going to be. Oh, it's already going to be weird as fuck. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah, we can get weirder. Have you heard me? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so um, make sure to keep watching um, Twitter, Instagram for both Mike himself as well as ISW. Um, there will be announcements forthcoming next week, Thursday. Uh-huh. Next week, Thursday, more yeah. announcements. And if you want to get a feel for <laughs> for ISW, if you're maybe not as familiar with them as some other promotions, um, past shows are on IWTV. So go watch past shows. You'll see a lot of familiar faces in some of them. Yeah. And make thank sure, you. make sure to follow on social medias. And thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Chuck and Chris. Thank you, Chat, for joining us tonight. And have a delightful evening.